0: And now it's time to welcome our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Thank you, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. On this, my final trip of the season, I went from New York City to Lenox, Massachusetts. I rented a mid-size SUV Insurance declined. It was an absolutely perfect summer day, the kind of day when city fountains become swimming pools for shirtless businessmen. I had to make a quick stop at City Hall. I'm officiating a wedding for a friend and had to register my minister credentials in the heart of downtown Manhattan. I thought I was headed into a boring municipal building, but it turned out to be the most glorious, fun-filled, nonstop wedding I ever attended. The clerk handed me a number and I took my seat in a sea of anxious brides and wide-eyed grooms. Like New York itself, it was a beautiful mix of people. Korean, Haitian, Chinese, gay, straight, young, old, French, Puerto Rican, and a very loud family from Brooklyn. (laughs) We all sat on a long couch facing a row of cubicles where city officials sat at their posts calling out numbers. But unlike most government officials, these were all smiling. It was like waiting at an extremely happy DMV. (laughs) The women looked like the essence of summer itself, dressed in beautiful dresses, veils, and carrying bright bouquets. They floated effortlessly in high heels like dandelion seeds skimming across the marble floor. The men were a mess. (laughs) They stood there in ill-fitted suits and scuffed-up dress shoes. They look like high school kids who borrowed their dad's clothes to fight a DUI. One guy actually wore flip-flops and shorts, and even more surprising, there was a woman there who was going to marry him. Only two men looked as classic as Cary Grant, and naturally, they were there to marry each other. A large Jamaican family sat all around me. The groom wore a silk shirt with a Jamaican flag on it, and he was passing around a silver flask. It might have been rum or maybe pineapple, whatever it was, it was really good. And on the second time around, I took a much bigger gulp. <laughs> have you ever taken a sip from a mystery flask and instantly felt warm inside because you had become the whitest adopted cousin in a Jamaican family? <laughs> I have. When the couple's number was finally called, we all cheered and they leaned over the counter together, nervously passing their paperwork across. To me, this this bit of clerical work was the real moment of marriage. It's these small routines in places like this when marriage really happens. When you stand together, just the two of you, in waiting rooms, hotel check-in, baggage claim, and hospital cafeterias. When you fill out forms, wait for test results, and get through it all by making each other smile. Have you ever become so sentimental at City Hall that you suddenly realize there must have been something more than rum in that magical Jamaican flask? (laughs) I have. Before things got really weird, I signed the register, set the GPS for due north, and got out of town. It was time to head to that grown-up summer camp they call the Berkshires. It was an easy New England summer drive, and I promised myself I would stay off the major interstates stop whenever I pleased, eat whatever I wanted, and soak it all in. This was an American road trip that would be guided by appetite alone. I pulled off the side of the road into a gas station snack shack rest area across from a large blue lake. It was filled with American flags and streamers, as if the 4th of July was a year-round event. I grabbed my hot dog and fries through a tiny window and sat at a picnic table next to a guy in his early 80s named Marty. Marty had crazy black hair and was enjoying a hot coffee on this hot day. He sighed after each sip like he was getting into a hot bath. His wife asked if he had taken his pills. He had. Good job, Marty, I thought. (laughs) Marty took a look at my hot dog and said, that sure looks good. His wife glared at him and said, don't you even think about it. (laughs) He gave me a knowing wink that said as soon as she turns her back, I'm getting a hot dog. Unlike the young people in City Hall, this is a guy who's been married for a long time. (laughs) Marty and I looked towards the lake, filled with boats and families, enjoying the day. And as I stretched out my legs, Marty said, how can anything be wrong with our country on a day like this? This was a good day, and it's why I stay on the road. Traveling and reporting for this show has shown me a country that has a lot of work to do, but is not as cruel and divided as they want us to believe. And it's certainly not as grim, contentious, and hopeless as certain leaders want us to think. And that's why I don't look to them. To see my country, I look to you. And I see you all along the way in your confounding, hilarious American display. I see you in your designer dresses, cowboy boots, suits and ties and Crocs with American flags on them. I see you drinking gin and tonics or cold beer from a funnel. I see you together in clam shacks and beach bungalows and honky-tonk bars, reading in libraries, shooting off fireworks and doing cannonballs off a trampoline into a kiddie pool. We do our work and we hope for the best the best tomorrow, the best plate of nachos, and the very best large vanilla soft-serve cone with rainbow sprinkles. That is America, and Marty was right. This was a good day. Have you ever turned to say something meaningful to your new 80-year-old friend and found him quickly stuffing the rest of your hot dog into his mouth? Before his wife came back, I have. Thank you, Tanglewood. And until next time, this is Tom Papa out in America. Good one, Tom. Tom Papa's new book, Your Dad Stole My Rake, is now available in paperback.